welcome to the Business Success Club. I want to say welcome, and you are in for a treat in this group. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. And on this podcast, what we really want to establish is this. How do hardworking entrepreneurs build profitable and scalable businesses whilst having the freedom and balance to do the other things they love? like family, vacations, sports, fun, adventures, and charity. So let's tune into today's podcast. Hello and welcome to the Business Success Show with your coach, Mac Atram. And remember to follow, remember to subscribe if you're not subscribed to this particular channel. So thank you for tuning in. And today I have the great pleasure to be in conversation all the way from Grand Rapids, Michigan, Jennifer Koch. So Jennifer, welcome to the Business Success Show. Welcome. Thank you, Mac. I'm so excited to be here today. And, and I'm excited to have this conversation with you. And for those who don't know Jennifer, reason why my team and I decided that it's great to have her on here, let me tell you something about Jennifer. Now, she's a veteran business owner. She's a business coach, just like me as well. Now. When I say a veteran business owner, she started her business two days before giving birth. Now, as if giving birth wasn't hard enough anyway, but start a business two days before giving birth, we wanna hear all about that as well. And turn that business around in the middle of a recession. She didn't let it go down, she didn't let it fail, she turned it around. We wanna hear some of those strategies as well. And later on, she sold the company for a healthy profit after growing it to a national brand. Now, do you have a company that you want to turn national, international? Listen to what Jennifer has to share with us. So Jennifer, give us a little bit of background in terms of your entrepreneurial startup journey. How did it happen that two days before giving birth, I've got a business idea, go for it. <laughs> well, that didn't quite happen as planned. Okay. But to take you back, I started my career in corporate America. I went to college, got a marketing degree, and went on and got a job. None, nobody in my family were entrepreneurs. I didn't really think about being an entrepreneur. And I did that for about 10 years. Great experience, loved every minute of it, had you know wonderful friends, great company, nice paycheck, nice 401k. Sometimes when uh -huh. you ask yourself, what did I do, right? But I was on this, I guess what they called a fast track and the company I worked for in order to keep promoting, you had to relocate. And my husband and I did that twice, but then we got to a point where we didn't want to keep doing that for our family and for his career. And I think I just always had that entrepreneur bug. You know, a lot of times people ask me, do you learn it? Are you born with it? I think it's a, probably a combination of both, mm. but you know, I was the kid who was out there selling Avon makeup when I was 15. I think it just always was in me. So my husband and I made the decision. I was going to leave my corporate job and I wanted to start a business. We moved back to our hometown of Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I opened up a brick and mortar bakery. It was a cookie oh. company. Okay. I had no idea what I was doing. And by the time we got the plans in place. By the time we moved, by the time we did all that, we were already signed the dotted line. I was rolling along. I found out I was expecting my second daughter. Okay, I see. All right, I see how it all comes together now. Uh, by the way, why a cookie company? Uh, I'd story to interrupt your flow, but why a cookie company? Was there a reason why you decided on a cookie company bakery? 
Well, here's a funny part of my story as well is I do not bake. I was not somebody who was at home baking. I do not have grandma's recipes, but I love cookies. I love sugar. That's kind of one of my addictions. And it was family friendly to me. You know, I, I first and foremost wanted to be a mom. You know, I was leaving corporate. I was leaving that security net for flexibility and freedom and to be able to, you know, raise children while I was raising a business, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so, and I found a business model that I could follow. So that's what I did. And it was this cookie business. And I surrounded myself with talented people, you know, so a lot of times when people will say to you, oh, I don't know what to start. I want to start a business. You know, I started a cookie business and I wasn't a baker. Was it a franchise? It was a franchise. Yes. Okay, okay great. That's a great business model because if, it re- if it's already tried and it's proven and it's tested and it works in other regions, it'll work in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So yeah, go for it. Yeah, so exactly. So I ended up opening my doors on August 17th, 1998. And then two days later, went into labor with my second daughter. She came early. I think mom was a little stressed out. She was like, I'm ready. I'm coming into this world. And my husband literally picked me up from the hospital with cookies in the car that we had to deliver on our way home. (laughs) And then I got up the next day and brought my baby to work and she came to work with me for six months. She was kind of our brand mascot, if you will. You know, my customers got to know her and loved to come and see her when I was working. Oh, wow. What a story. My goodness. And so did anything come into your mind as, hey, I'm having a baby now. I know I've signed the dotted line. The business has got what shall I just um, look after my baby at home for six to nine months? Or was that just not an option? Because look, you've got a business, you've got expenses, it's brick and mortar. Month after month, there's going to be expenses. What went through your mind? You know, looking back at that, I'm not sure a lot went through my mind, except for I was just getting up every day and putting one foot in front of the other. Because like you said, I had signed the dotted line. There was some liability I had there. You know, I left a really good job. I think part of it is I had to prove to myself and prove to my family and to my husband that I could make this work, that I didn't just make the biggest mistake of my life. Right. And so you just get up and do it, right? And, you know, I got up and did it. And about a month into it, I definitely had that breakdown. I oh, really? re- what happened? Well, I can remember, you know, having my baby, I was exhausted. I yeah. was physically and mentally exhausted. And from the day one, our business was taking off. So it was kind of busy. I had a couple new employees. So, you know, here I'm in the middle of hiring employees, training employees, nursing a baby, right. trying to get my own health back, you know? And I, I just hit that moment of like, what have I done? Like I ended up, I remember going home, like curling up in a ball and just crying. Mm. And then I thought, okay, I've got two choices here. Choice one, bag it, just go into the debt, not worry about it and just close the doors and be done. Take a proper maternity leave and then go find another job or Choice two, remember why I chose to leave my corporate job. Uh-huh. I wanted flexibility. I wanted a, you know time for my family. I didn't want to have to keep moving and pick it up and figure this out. So obviously I chose choice two. I decided to stick with my business and I just had to learn how to delegate at an early age. You know, most business owners do everything themselves for the first couple of years. Uh-huh. I didn't have that luxury and it actually turned out to be a blessing. 
Right. So what I'm hearing you say is this, that the reason why you didn't quit is because you had a vision. And the vision was, the reason why I'm starting this business is because I'm fed up with corporate America. I want to take my life, my family's life into our own destiny, create our own income, have our own lifestyle. And that was one of the driving forces for you, right? Exactly. It was it was my sole driving force. Oh, well, that's amazing. And your daughter's what, 24, 24 now, I suppose, 24? Well, I have, um, she was my second one. So I have 28, 24, because that was 24 years ago. Oh, and then yeah, I yeah. have a 17-year-old son. And a 17-year-old. Wow, you have done well. Now, let me ask you this, because you've been through it. You know what it's like to have a failing business. You know what it's like to have a startup business. You know what it's like to hire people and let people and people let you down and hire other people. You've been through the whole thing. In your opinion, why do most small businesses fail? You know, I always say there's a few things. You know, the statistics are tough for business for most businesses. And you know, when you read the reasons, cash flow is number one. That's one of the top ones. But I think it also is expectations. It's also your mindset. And it's also having that support system that you need to get through those times. Right. I think, especially today, more so than when I started a business, you know, there's this quick, re, you know, we're going to return our investment real quick. We're going to build a website and people are going to come. <laughs> And then we sit there and they don't come and then we wonder why. And then we start to doubt ourselves. And then, you know, we just go down that rabbit hole of thinking of all these things. And I think we just didn't manage our expectations in the forefront of, you know, it's hard work. It's yeah. hard work starting a business. Yeah. And it's hard to almost explain the rewards to somebody who's never done it. Because once you get through that, it's the best thing you can ever do. Absolutely. But when you're in the journey, it's so easy to throw in the towel and give up because you they just get burned out. And, you know, the other piece of it is, and you probably see this all the time too, Mac, is business owners are just trying to do everything themselves. Mm. It's my idea. It's my passion. It's my baby. I'm going to control it. So I'm going to do all these things myself where it takes, it takes a, you know, a humble attitude and it takes kind of a long-term visionary attitude to think, you know what, what if I hire people? that can do that better than I. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and one thing you said there, or several things, you said about, look, get support. And I suppose this is where a great coach like yourself comes into play, that that's part of your support um, infrastructure, your family, your spouse could be all support. The um, So I love that. And then delegate. Make sure you're not, even if it's a virtual assistant, uh, a flexible um, hour person, maybe it's a full-time person, it doesn't matter. Someone you can delegate to, the lower, maybe the, the, the key things that have to be done, which doesn't have to be done by you necessarily. I love that. Now, question for you, Jennifer, is this. You had, at one point, you were in corporate America, working hard. You had the employee mindset. You transitioned to become a business owner now you have the for over 24 years now you've had to acquire and live the business owner entrepreneur mindset how different are these two mindsets i think they're i think they're very different but also the same right you know an employee mindset 
is kind of showing up every day and has a roadmap to follow. Somebody is kind of maybe telling them what to do, or they have goals that have been, you know, dictated to them. Mm. As an entrepreneur mindset, you're showing up every day, you're doing the work, but you're the one who has to design the goals, has to design the roadmap, and has to hold yourself accountable. So the differences to me are with an entrepreneur mindset is it's really easy to get off track and to get derailed or what I call avoid. Mm, yes. You know, we, all, we all love to do certain things in our business or our job yeah. and we all avoid the things <laughs> yes. we don't love to do, right? Great point. Great point. And if I have, if I don't have a boss or somebody telling me it's due, it's really easy for me to say, oh, I'll do that tomorrow. We'll get, we'll get to that one next week. And, you know, that's where I think the entrepreneur mindset is a lot of times you have to be a self-starter, mm -hmm. very motivated, and you have to hold yourself accountable. You're the one creating the systems. Yeah. 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 You're right. You can, you know, I do think about it. And as a, as an, as a, an employee, you are being held accountable by your line manager or someone else senior. And as an entrepreneur, often you have to hold yourself accountable unless it's the bank who have lent you a lot of money and then suddenly you get your, you can't avoid anymore. You can't deny anymore. You've got to get on with it, right? Right. Great point. Great point. And um, so when we talk about, on the same token, we talk about mindset. How easy is it for someone to create more of an entrepreneurial mindset, knowing that that's the key to what they really want? rather than saying, oh, waiting for something, thinking someone's going to rescue them and there is nobody coming. Yeah, there's nobody coming. And, you know, I think the thing that power, that empowers the entrepreneur the most and motivates us the most is our why. Right. You know, when you go and ask most business owners, why did you start your business? Most of the time I hear they had a purpose for something. They had a passion for something or they saw a problem that wasn't getting solved. And a lot of times they also say they wanted freedom and flexibility. Right. They didn't want the nine to five anymore. And so that is really kind of the root of why most entrepreneurs jump into that space. And then, you know, what keeps you going is the challenge. And that's where surrounding yourself with people like yourself or myself, or just having a, even a network that's going to keep you going. But mindset's big. And, you know, you can have the best laid strategies. You can have the best business plan. But if you don't align your mindset for success, it's really hard to stay in this game long term. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. You know, one of my mentors always said that the success of your business or your business can only grow to the extent that you grow. So if you want your business to grow to a certain level, if you are not bigger than that, that's not going to happen. So um, you've got to work on your mindset and grow into that. It will change your habits, change your behavior, change your um, the things you the way you approach things, so that you can grow and scale. So thank you for that point about about mindset. Very very important. Now, you mentioned earlier on about delegation. Mm. For those people who are watching and thinking, well, it's okay to talk about delegation. I don't have a team, you know. Like you said, Jennifer, I can do it all by myself and. How can someone like that accept the fact that if they are to grow and scale, it's often going to need some kind of assistance? And how can they go about identifying the right 
people, right talent to bring on board? What would you say? So usually what I tell people, first of all, is look at what you're doing. Start there. And that's a little boring. It's a little tedious. I get it. You know, I'll even say to him, I really want you to track your time for the next two weeks. Right. Talk about tedious, but it's so eye opening. Mm. You know, look at all the things that you have your hands in. What are you doing? And then evaluate those. What of those tasks are tasks are admin mm -hmm. are not propelling your business forward? Because you as a business owner, you should be spending most of your time building your business. You know what? You know, networking with people, building, you know, moving the needle forward, if you, if you will. Right. So then that's going to tell you where you need help. You know, is it a virtual assistant? Is it more admin tasks? Is it a bookkeeper because you are spending way too much time invoicing and reconciling your bank? Is it social media? So then that's your first kind of clue where to get some help. And then from there, you know, when it comes to hiring, especially in today's world, we went from this great resignation to now employees or what we call the great reevaluation. Right. You know, it's really about painting a story for your potential employee, because what's important to today's employees is the culture, is the values. They want to be a part of your team. People want to join you and feel like they're part of something. They're not just looking for a job. Yeah. Yeah. And the old school way of thinking, you're right. You know, I just want to come in nine to five, and get paid. People are looking for much more than that. Okay. They good. are. They're looking for the personal reward for themselves too. So now that you know what position to go look for, think about who's a really good fit for this position. Mm. You know, what is their style? What is their soft skills? It doesn't always have to be hard skills. What are you willing to train to find the right person? And I think delegating is really scary for business owners, but you're only going to get that freedom and flexibility until you start doing it. And really the comfort comes from having the right person in the right seat. Because yeah. if you know that you've hired somebody, like for social media, for instance, you know, somebody that really gets you, really understands your company, is interested in the same thing that you do, they're most likely going to have a better idea of how to promote your business on social media. And then when it comes to delegating, you know, you're not just turning it over to them and saying, see you later. But you also don't want to be micromanaging them either. Nobody wants that either. Absolutely. So knowing when you have the right person in the right seat, then you can create a plan together, but get them involved. Ask them, you know, what do you see for my business? This is what I see. And how do we create this plan? And then it's baby steps, right? It's like, you know, I always kind of say owning a business is like raising a child. And maybe I say that because I literally did the same at the same yeah. time. At the same time, yeah. At the same time. But, you know, when they're younger, they need, they need you more. Mm. And as they get older, they still need you, but they don't need you micromanaging every day. Sure. And training an employee or having an employee in a position, it's kind of the same thing. You know, what can you give them autonomy over? What can they start taking charge of? But then what are the checks and balances to make you as the business owner feel comfortable? Awesome. Great, great, great answer there. Now, as you started your business 24 years ago. You ran it. You were involved, you, you, you hired people, you trained them, you did all of that. And at some point you prepared your business for sale and you sold it. Now, for anyone watching now and thinking, wow, I, I, Jennifer, inspirational, she's my hero. I mean, how did you do it? What did you do to prepare your business to sell, for sale? And what do you suggest for business owners listening in that they should start thinking about if they do want to sell soon or later on? 
You know, I hear that question a lot. And what I say to business owners is start earlier than when you really want to sell. Mm-hmm. Because what happens, what I see happen is people get to the point where they want to sell because they're ready to go on to the next thing. They're starting to lose a little bit of interest. They don't have the same motivation or the passion to keep growing a business. They may be feeling burned out. They're just ready. And then by the time you put all the processes in place and find the right buyer and do the transition, you get to a point where you're almost like ready to fire sale it. Like, okay, I'm just done. Here you go. You know, I just want to be out of it. So I always say, create a plan before you're ready to sell. And I know that's hard for us to think about because we're excited. We love our business. We're still growing our business. Like, why do I want to think about selling? So I say five years, give yourself five years because the reality of it is it takes time. Mm. You know, the first step is you have to start thinking like the buyer. Yeah. You know, it's your baby. The business is your baby. You know what to do every day. But if somebody walked in tomorrow, would they be able to pick up from you and keep going? You know, you have to start removing the emotional piece of it, the attachment to you and your business. So that means creating systems, creating, having all that so turnkey, because that's what somebody wants to buy, right? If they're not going to build their own thing, they want to buy something they can walk into tomorrow and then put their little spin on it and keep moving forward. So I say it starts with operations. It starts with starting to think about removing yourself emotionally from the business. And then- what I see in small businesses is most small businesses, it's not like selling your home where you put a sign out front and it sells. It usually comes from somebody, you know, yeah, or somebody who knows somebody. So my strategy was to start asking around, you know, do you know anybody and, you know, using your network and that takes time. Absolutely. And I sold my business to my manager. Oh, you did. Okay, great. But they know the business anyway. So yeah, they did And so I kind of mentored her for years and it was a two-year plan. So I mentored her for two years on how to be an owner because she was the manager, she was the baker, but I had to transition her mindset to being an owner. And so that's what helped her be successful after I sold it. And she weathered COVID well is because we had that time. Awesome. So what I'm hearing you say is that have the end in mind. And you know, Jennifer, you're absolutely right in everything you're saying. And what I found, you know, having sold two businesses myself, what I found is that when you have the end in mind, like you said, give yourself five years, give yourself two years, but it makes you think differently as a business owner. The mindset now is a different from being a business operator and being more of a, now you're thinking more of an, what would an investor or someone buying my business want? How do I work myself out of this job, if you like? Um, so I, I love that. Thank you. Now you are listening to the business success show with Jennifer Koch and Mac Atram. We've been talking all things business, starting business, selling business, mindset of business. Make sure you subscribe, you follow. If you have any comments, put them into the box so we can read it. So we can bring you more awesome experts, just like Jennifer here. If you're loving this also give a thumbs up. And also, in a minute, I'm going to go to Jennifer and ask her how people can get hold of her. That is very important. So let's do that now, Jennifer. How can people who are listening and are watching um, get hold of you or interact with you if they so choose? The best way is go to my website, 
which is nextwavebusinesscoaching.com. Okay. And they can message me there. And I also have a ton of resources for business owners on everything from hiring to mindset to, you know, delegating all that. I have lots of resources for them there. And then also LinkedIn. I would love to connect on LinkedIn. You can DM me. It's Jennifer Koch, K-O-K. And I would love to connect on LinkedIn as well. Fantastic. You heard it from Jennifer. So yeah, connect with her the best way you choose. And in a moment, I'm going to go to Jennifer for her. Any last words you want to share that will inspire us furthermore and that will help us. Any hints, tips, any final words would be great. And again, you'll listen to the Business Success Show. If you are not part of our Facebook group, which is the Business Success Club in Facebook, make sure you join so that you can get more awesome tips and more information expert stuff that will help you to move forward all for free so come and join the business success club on facebook jennifer over to you now so any any final words that you would like to add that we haven't covered already you know we've covered a lot and i think both you and i would say that owning a business is probably one of the most rewarding things you can do you know for me it was it's leaving a legacy to my children and also just what my children learned by watching me be an entrepreneur you know, those were things I couldn't have wow. ever taught them with words. And so I don't want anyone to think that it's crazy and hard work. It is hard work, but the reward is so much more meaningful. And, um, you know, so anybody to jump in, I encourage them to jump in, you know, do it wisely, but don't jump in. Don't be afraid. Awesome. Thank you very much on those wise words. You know, I, I, I believe Jennifer and I, at some point became unemployable because we would nobody will hire us i don't think because we think differently and yeah it is a it is hard to start with but once you get it going you'll enjoy it and do it above all like myself and jennifer for me family is important i started my business to spend more time with my family as well but it was tough at the beginning and things turned around uh, later on so jennifer you're absolutely right it's been a joy and a pleasure to speak with you on this business success show podcast and um and, and until we speak again thank you thank you thank you and thank you for jumping on thank you so much what a great time it was today <laughs> likewise pleasure <laughs>